Welcome to the Business Connections Podcast, where we help you connect the dots in your business. In business, we make connections every day. We connect with customers, we connect with partners and providers, we connect ideas, we even connect problems with solutions. Without connections, nothing happens. Listen in as we connect you with some of the best minds in business and share the secrets behind their success. And now, here are your hosts, Melanie Colling and Brett Jarman. Hey Brett, how are you going? I'm going great. I'm looking forward to the rest of our conversation with Chiron Goss today, talking about uh, property and propertypreneurship. Yeah, it was um, a, a really great interview and a couple of things that our listeners will um, get to hear in the second episode is around um, you know, Chiron's trip that he's doing, he's travelling the world this year with his girlfriend, which is um, really a really cool thing to be doing, um, and also his bigger picture you know, the things that he wants to do um, globally. Um, and, yeah, all, all the, the cool things that he's got going on, which, you know, kind of just started from getting into property and, and starting the journey journey with Roger. So, really. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, this is more about wealth and action, really, isn't it? It's, it's, it's about him enjoying the fruits of his labour. That's right. And, you know, um, knowing his value um, and, and, you know, yeah. he's been through that journey. Um, and this is really about how to leverage that now and what what he's built on. So it, it's really cool to hear um, all the things that, that he's going to do and that he's been doing. All righty. Let's roll straight into it. So by the time this goes to air, you will be living the global travelling dream with your partner, I believe. So tell us um, a bit about that and how it, you became part of it and, and a bit about what you'll be doing and where you'll be going. Yep. So we... All, for the last five years, all I've ever thought about is being able to just travel full time, uh, you know, getting paid to do it and, and really enjoying life. And that kind of became a reality when I moved to the Netherlands uh, because I still make all my money back in New Zealand, but I'm based here. But it still wasn't enough. I'd, I'd kind of felt like I was just doing more of the same in a different place. And so we came up with a plan. Merlin's just finished uh, uni. She's just graduated graduated with her bachelor's. And so we're talking about our plans for after that. And that was when we discovered this company called Remote Year. So one of the biggest problems I've always had with traveling is getting lonely. And if anyone's ever done long-term travel with just their partner before, they'll know how uh, quickly you can start arguing and how quickly you get sick of each other's <laughs> company. And so that's why this company was so fantastic because it's 75 people. So you're never going to uh, <laughs> you know, get stuck with the same people. So it's 75 people. It's 12 different cities across 11 different countries over the entire year. So basically every month you move to a new city you get to explore that region, and everybody's a remote worker, so they can all work from their laptops or do whatever. So we joined up with that, uh, which starts, well, yeah, as you say, by the time this goes to air, we'll hopefully be in Spain or Portugal by then. And just being able to, um, you're, you're more than a tourist because you're actually living there you're doing your shopping there, um, you're getting more immersed in the local culture. So I'm really excited about that. And I've actually, I had my call with Roger yesterday and we've been trying to come up with some sort of promotion to do around the entire travel. And he was like, 
well, why don't you do like a 10 times 10 challenge? And I was like, that sounds pretty interesting. So I'm away for 12 months and I'm going to be attempting to connect up with the different property investors in each country or different cities and try buy or do 10 deals across 10 different countries whilst I'm away for that entire year. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. I, did, I did see that thread on Facebook and then you've already got some people, um, you know, shouting out to to you in different countries and, uh, and then Roger added about, you know, your role in that is connecting up with the right people. So that's such a star thing to do too. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I actually posted that. I think he got a bit confused around it. I was just seeing who was out there and who knew people in these in these countries. But, you know, immediately someone comes up and they're like, yeah, I know someone who's doing awesome things in Serbia. Uh, and uh, I chose Australia because Australia is easy. I chose England because England's easy. So I've already connected up with um, property investors who I knew in England. Um, because we'll be starting fresh, I'm not including this one in the Netherlands now. However, I will try to do another one here because I know how it works now. So that's mm-hmm. kind of three or four countries, which makes it a little, little bit easier. But mm-hmm. the other thing I should probably tell people about this challenge is I can't get mortgages and most of them will be sort of like no money down deals. So that's what makes it most exciting. You know, there's so many people who tell me I couldn't buy a house and it's like, well, if I can go around 10 different countries and do 10 different houses with no money down or low money down or, you know, finding what my value proposition in each each area is, then I'm pretty sure you can do it as well. Yeah, because I, I guess most of us have this sort of fixated idea about real estate is, and 99 people out of 100 think that it has to involve a mortgage for a start and that it involves outright ownership, whereas there's other ways of getting an interest in property, obviously. Exactly, exactly. There's right. at least 13 ways to buy property or control property with low to no money down. Uh, the biggest thing is, like you say, um, if you look at it, actually, the, tradi- the way that we do property with the mortgage, that's actually very new. That's only relatively sort of 50 years old. And it was only when the banking banks got deregulated in the 80s that it became the standard way. Before that, it wasn't that way at all. In fact, when my grandparents bought their property, they had to enter a lottery to even be given the right to get a mortgage. And even then, they could only get 70% of it. Was that a post-war lottery? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. In fact, the word mortgage actually means engage until death. Yeah. <laughs> it's based, that's where the name comes from. So, uh, so, so it's kind of like as soon as you sign that in the old days, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck with this thing for the rest of my life. The idea of, of having property or even having two or three properties over a lifetime was just would have been unheard of for some people. Exactly. So, right. So, Chiron, you mentioned there's 13 different ways of owning property of of controlling property so maybe you could add another layer to that challenge what if in each different country you had to choose a different one of those different one of those 13 ways to do it i i would love to take you up on that offer but that's not (laughs) feasible so um okay (laughs) i I would seriously love to i'll do as many as i could but the thing about it is um is each market is different so there's a strategy for every market so, for example, like in Sydney, Sydney's going so gangbusters right now, it's going to be extremely difficult to do some of those uh, strategies. So it's, it's about picking the right strategy for each market. 
Right, got it. Um, yeah, well, good luck with that. And uh, obviously, we'll be following along with that journey. So in terms of that, that remote year project, you mentioned there's 75 couples. Are you all traveling together or how, how does that work? Like, how, how does this loneliness thing um, come into that? Uh, or are you traveling separately? No, no, we're all together. So it's 75 people, not 75 couples. Right, uh, okay. But we'll, be, we'll all be traveling together, but we'll be living in different situations. So obviously each country is different. All I know for now is Spain. We'll be living in two or three bedroom apartments. So obviously uh, there'll be flatmates and everything. Uh, we've got shared working spaces and we do travel over the same weekend and we go to the same events. In Hanoi, we'll all be living in the same hotel uh, and it just depends on what the living situation is for each place. But yeah, generally, generally we're all sort of together and, and moving together. So we do the same program. Wow, that sounds very complicated to, um, to coordinate. Yeah, luckily someone else yes, is doing that. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> why I'm a participant and not a coordinator. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, no, that, that sounds like a really interesting journey. So, Chiron, if someone's listening and they're thinking, yeah, I want to get into property investment, what, what tips would you have to get them kicked off? Uh, first off would be to know what you're actually trying to achieve out of it. Uh, I meet a lot of people. In fact, every person I talk to, I ask the question of what they're trying to achieve and people usually give me their strategy or you know, buy another house or get this sort of property and it's like, I don't care about that. If you tell me what you're actually trying to achieve because property is just a stepping stone into you know, something else, what is that something else? Because then we can find the quickest way to utilize property to actually get you there. Right. Okay. So, so really know what it is you're using property to achieve. If you're simply just buying houses because someone said, you know, you should buy houses, then that's cool. At least you're doing something, but it's not really going to get you anywhere just as, driving around in a city because you've got a car and you can isn't going to actually get you anywhere. Right, okay. So I'll use the example of, let's say there's a, a 25-year-old, she's earning a reasonable income, she's got a bit of um, bit of excess income and she wants to create a passive income stream from real estate. What, what would be a good place for her to start? Um, first, be figure out how much money she wants to be making and what sort of time frame. Um, most people are really focused on getting that passive income. The reality is that takes quite a long time. Um, I'd say minimum 10 years to get proper passive income and live off your rents. Uh, what you need to do is, is it's actually two steps. And I meet many people who don't do the second step. So the first is to build up equity or, or what might be considered, you know, sort of wealth. And then you've got to convert it to the cash flow. If you don't convert it to the cash flow, then you're, you're not stepping out of a rat race. You're not getting that freedom. And I meet many investors who are just so focused on capital gains that they actually forget the whole reason they were investing in the first place. So un until you convert it to cash flow, uh, there's, you know, you're not going to have that freedom. You're just going to have a lot of equity. And I've been there. I've been there where I've had all this equity and sitting there eating two-minute noodles because you don't have that capital <laughs> from the portfolio. Got it, got it. And, and, that, and I can see where you can really get burnt by that just by whenever a real estate market crashes because then the, your whole um, 
your whole strategy goes out the door, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then all the wise people come in and uh, clean up after you. Well, yeah, the other thing is if you're solely relying on capital gains, then you have to wait until the market's done its thing. Whereas if you're skilled enough to go out and you know apply the right strategy for the right time and the right market, then you can be making money in any market. Right. So is it hard to find those sort of diamonds in the rough, those properties that are, actually are um, uh, cash flow positive? Not if you go to somewhere that has a lot of cash flow positive properties. Okay. So again, that's talking about the right strategy. You're not going to go to Sydney and look, start looking for cash flow positive properties. So it's about knowing what you're actually after. At the same time, I wouldn't recommend going out to you know the Port Hedlands and the mining towns because they're extremely volatile. It's all about weighing up your risk and reward. Uh, the other thing is, look, I talk about having a cash flow positive uh, portfolio more than cash flow positive properties uh, because if you're going to get extreme capital gains, then that's great, but it's probably negatively geared. So if you get a couple of other properties which can offset that negative gearing, then at least your portfolio as a whole is fine. Um, but again, this is where it comes down to, uh, to to building the wealth, building the equity or the cash base, and then converting it to cash flow. So if you're going to be sitting there picking up cheap little properties, I mean, I know in Queensland you can still buy cash flow positive properties for around the 100, 150,000 mark, but they might make $200 a month cash flow, uh, cash in your pocket. It's going to take a lot of those properties until you're actually financially free and living off them. What you're better off doing is finding a way to at least offset your, your properties so that they're cash flow neutral or covering themselves and getting the gains and then realizing those gains. So realizing the gains means actually selling the property and having the cash in the bank because until you have cash in the bank, all you've got is a number on a piece of paper and that can change rapidly. So get those gains over the time, get the, take the cash out and then convert that into a cash flow property. That's a much better strategy because properties, especially in, in this market at the moment, they're increasing a lot faster than you would if you were to just simply start stacking up a whole heap of cheap little cash flow properties. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I, I could talk to you for hours about that, but um, <laughs> I suppose... It's, it's, basically, it's basically like saying, do you want to make $100,000 in growth in the Sydney market or do you want to make 200 bucks a week going into the you know, rural Queensland market? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And tough I, call. It's yeah. a tough call to make. <laughs> it is. It's just making sure that your Sydney property is looking after itself because you don't want to be paying out from your from your own pocket. Yeah. And it's so true, like when you, you, you said before around know what you're trying to achieve through property. I think that's a, you know, a really good um, starting point. So how do you stay ahead of the curve and how do you pick the winners now? Um, by staying on the ball and knowing what is coming. Uh, it's like, you know, you're always looking ahead um, and I hang out with the sort of people who are in that space. You know, I'm around Roger Hamilton. I went over to Abundance 360 in Los Angeles with um, Peter Diamandis. So I'm, I'm constantly seeing what all the new technologies are coming out. And even more than that, I decided I was going to be active in it 
and do everything I could to fast track those sorts of technologies and to bring them into my market. So even though I am traveling around the world, my market predominantly is New Zealand. Um, and so uh, most of my teammates, everyone I work with, they're in New Zealand. And so I just work with people who are passionate about these new adaptations. I mean, the other thing about property is, is property is slow. I mean, if they come up, well, we're, we're almost there with 3D printing houses. Um, that was one of the things that inspired me the most. But the reality is we're still probably three to five years away from that being commercially viable. But even if you had the ability to go out and start 3D printing cheap houses now, that makes no impact to the millions of other existing houses. People are still going to be living in them. They're still worth something. So the, the property is a slow industry. Got it. Got it. So... um. So in a nutshell, you stay ahead of disruption by being one of this one of the disruptors yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Good on you. Um, which, which sounds exactly like your character. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if someone wants to learn more about property investment or um, finds property investment um, a way to wealth attractive, how can they tap into you and a bit more of your awesomeness? <laughs> So I'm extremely easy to find online. All you got to do is Google me. Um, I've got a YouTube channel where I document um, every week what I'm doing, um, what I'm noticing in different markets, and especially as I go traveling with my 10 times 10 challenge, I'll be documenting that. So you can just find me on YouTube. Um, I'm on Facebook, or you can search on uh, Google for the Freedom Investor. So when they're Googling, they'll be spelling K-Y-R-O-N, then new word G-O-S-S-E. Exactly. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, that, it's, yeah that's the beauty of having a um, an unusual name. Very easy to find you on Google. Yeah, <laughs> only one in the world. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That's good. Interesting, until an imposter comes along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they'd still have to start beating me in Google SEO and They'd have right. to be a pretty committed imposter to uh, be able to beat me. And they'd have to be doing even more awesome. So good exactly. luck with that. Exactly. Cool, cool. So, so, so Kyron, when do you hit the road on your remote year program? Uh, in 10 days. Oh, okay. Oh, that'll, yeah, you'll definitely be on the road before this goes to air then. Yeah. So, um, so that's fantastic. Thanks so much for, for taking the time to um, share some awesome with us. Um, it's been interesting and I've got no doubt we, we might even tap into you when you're halfway through your trip and see how you're going and yeah. see, see how your challenge is bearing up and, and those sorts of things and, and your relationship for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah no, that'll, be, that'll be interesting. So, uh, yeah, thanks once again, Kyron. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to chat. doesn't matter how big the room is, Kyron's always the funniest man in the room. So, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, we so can... if anyone gets that opportunity, I encourage them to take it. Yeah, and you need to check out his dance moves. They're pretty awesome too. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Maybe you could put some on YouTube in the next 10 days or so. Well, I, I used to do that on Facebook. Anytime I was doing a seminar, I'd do a little um, pre-dance routine and, and put that up on Facebook. Okay, okay. Maybe you could dance. So, so dance your way around the world. Let's see yeah. some videos of you dancing your way. Dancing your way through immigration or something. Well, Very we're good. going to Buenos Aires and um, we did some tango uh, dancing, tango lessons. So we'll be doing right. tango in Buenos Aires, which will be fun. Oh, Fantastic. We look forward to seeing your moves. <laughs> yeah, well, some things might be private on Facebook, but hey, we'll see. 
<laughs> Very good. Okay, Kyron. Thanks, buddy. We'll um, we'll talk soon. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was um, such a, a good chat with Kyron. How did you find that, Brett? Yeah, always interesting. Um, yeah, just the hearing, like we can get caught up in, in our sort of tactics and the actual business itself, but it was good to go beyond that and hear what he's doing, how he's uh, you know, enjoying, as I mentioned at the beginning, the fruits of his labour and, and what he's doing in that, that area. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the bit where he um, said, know what you're trying to achieve by property. Um, and then you'll know which strategy suits you. And I think that's such a key message. Um, a lot of people go into property and, you know, they think they're going to make all this money. Um, but actually, what's your what, what's the end game? What do you want to get from it first? And then know, you know, if it's a buy and hold, if it's a buy and sell, if it's a renovate strategy that you want to adopt. Um, I, I thought that was, I was really interested when, when he said that. And then, you know, you can work out what strategy and how long that's going to take you, et cetera. So really cool. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Yep. And, and this whole vision that he's got of reclaiming plastic islands out, out in the middle of the ocean too, that's pretty it cool. It is. It just goes to show, doesn't it, that you know you can start with your business, but actually through that um, and the people that you meet and connect with, that you can then impact you know, global issues like that. And you know, it's really cool that he's taken that on board and, and that's his task that he's going to concentrate on. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a... He's a great um, example of the modern entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I think in the past it's always been about making money, but uh, yeah, Chiron and, and you know other people like him that that uh, are out there and, and that we're going to be interviewing on the show. They're, they're showing that actually you can do more than that, much more. That's than right. That. And all the cool people that you meet through your journey as an entrepreneur, um, you can actually use those connections, um, you know, to do other great things in the world which is really good. For sure, for sure. All righty, Mel, so let's wrap it up for today. Uh, just a quick shout-out to, to those who are listening. It will really help us a lot if you could jump on to, to iTunes, uh, leave leave an honest review. If it can be an honest five-star review, that would be even better, but if not, <laughs> that's fine. Um, it depends on what platform you're on, how easy that is to do, but iTunes itself is, is the, the best place to um, to do it, so do it through your iTunes app on your phone or, or whatever it is that you're using. Or if you're using Stitcher or one of the other platforms, a review on there would be a great help as well. While you're there, please do subscribe as well. We've got a lot more um, really interesting people to interview. Such a huge variety, like the variety that we've got coming up is is extraordinary. So we're looking forward to those discussions, looking forward to sharing them with you. And also, please tell your friends about, about the podcast. Uh, we're new kids on the block. And it's at this stage that uh, momentum is really important to us. So if you could uh, share, subscribe, and pop a review on, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, Mel, for, uh, for sharing the seat with me and having a chat. Thanks, Brett. Always a pleasure. Talk soon. You've been listening to the Business Connections Podcast. If you have a business question you'd like explored or a suggestion for a guest to have on the show, please drop us a line to businessconnections at expertsonair.fm. The Business Connections Podcast is brought to you by the Experts on Air Podcast Network.